Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Music Mike. Thank you, Linda. Welcome, everyone. If you're just now tuning in, which I hope that you're not. <laughs> My name is EG, the Urban Scholar, and you are listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas, baby. Oh, yeah. And you know me. I've been taking hiatuses. I'm so sorry to the fans, to the listeners. You know, it's been a lot to just try to get here. But we're here, and we're making the best of it. You know, I try to stay consistent as I can, but you and I know this economy and dealing with these, let's just call it for what it is, these crazy ass people out here, there's always something. So with that being said, make sure you just don't listen to me, listen to Toxic Wise Ass, Renegade Richie, Patty Cakes, and a list of many, many more greats. That's where I said great. Make sure you check out the whole Renegade Network. Also, be sure to stop on by SkyPilotRadio.com and check out the oldies. And we also got some new shows. And also, we also actually have a new station coming soon next month. We're getting together. That's right. You might want to check that out in a couple weeks. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They're asking today, EG. That's right. This is part two of my season premiere. I know part one was a little bit different. Again, a big mathic. Let me just, that's right. Linda, turn that down for a second. I just want to take a brief moment of silence for all the soldiers that we have lost within the past week or two due to these, just even know what to call them at this point. Should we say crazy situations? I mean, Trump, you did kill the wrong person that has a major, major influence. But we're not going to get into too much of that. That's for next show. But as of right now, I just wanted to take a moment of silence for the troops that we have lost. It's never, never a good thing when we lose a family member or someone that has actually fought for us and for our country. And with that being said, let's just take a moment. Yeah, go ahead, Linda. Yes, yes, yes. And like I said, it's never fun when these type of situations and things happen. Again, my name is EG the Urban Scholar, and you're listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas. You know, we're just switching it up, doing a couple different things with this particular season. We're going to try some things, and hopefully, you know, you all like them, and you like what you hear. I just try to keep it and bring it to you as actually raw as I can. And with that being said, we're going to just jump straight into it. Two U.S. service members killed in Afghanistan when vehicle hits an IED, military officers say. Oh man, this is chilling, man. Well, 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 as I read on, two American service members were killed in action in Afghanistan on Saturday, the military said, 
when their vehicle struck a roadside bomb, also known as an IED. Two U.S. service members also were wounded in the attack which occurred in the southern province of Qatar. You know, I messed up some words here and there. Excuse me if I'm not saying it right, but you know, we try. <laughs> well, a NATO support spokesman said the names of the slain service members were being withheld until 24 hours after the notification of next of kin is notified in the defense department policy, the statement said. The Taliban immediately claimed responsibility for the attacks in a statement from spokesperson Ahmed, the Associated Press reported. The attack came amid Taliban claims that a peace deal with the U.S. is near. The Taliban want a peace deal to include the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. The U.S. is seeking a promise from the insurgent group that it no longer will provide safe haven to international terror groups and will include the international government in Kabul in peace negotiations. That's right, more than 2,400 American troops have died in Afghanistan since 2001. Wow. Let me take a second, Renegade Nation. Ah, oh, man, 2,400 people since 01, which was the reason which led to the insurgents to the respond to the 9-11 attacks. Okay, Renegade Nation, on a side note, can we talk about 9-11 for one second? Can we talk about 9-11 for one second, Renegade Nation? What is your take? What is your take on it, really? I'm just gonna give you one second just to kind of get your sidebars together and your group chats. So my take on it, you know, my take is always, in my opinion, it's always different from the norm. It has to be, or I wouldn't be here to talk to you, correct? <laughs> well, with that being said, Renegade Nation, 9-11. It's a day that nobody will forget, especially if you were alive and got a chance to witness it and see it. I remember getting up and it actually hadn't happened yet. It actually hadn't happened until I got to a Pacific place and we saw the buildings going down. And meanwhile, it was so big that they had to bring the TVs into the classroom and they wanted to show us that situation. We did not know really what to do at that time, at that point. Some of us were scared. I mean, we were children at that point. Some of us what, middle school, elementary, a few were in high school. But the thing that I'm really getting to is that I think it was a conspiracy. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here and all that shit. I'm just getting to the main point. If you go back, you actually watch those documentaries, the footage from the people that were actually in those buildings, there were bombs going off in those buildings. Way after those planes hit, there were bombs going off in the buildings. You can hear it. Fact. Fact. So I say that to say this. That was something that was 10 years in the making. When we did our research, we saw that the pilots, they had went to pilot school and et cetera, et cetera, and classes and trained. and They had infiltrated well enough to become that. And they actually made themselves become that to finish out this plan that killed so many people. 
But on the other hand of the conspiracy theory now, we have seen footage, and I'm pretty sure like the millions and millions of Americans that actually had saw or seen that footage, the planes were empty. Not all of the planes were empty, but just one. You see, when you have these certain catastrophic events and are just so spectacular, like I always say, sometimes no matter how big an incident is, whether it be international or national, you must always pay attention to the details. If you pay attention to those small details, then you will see. A lot of people say it was a drug deal going bad, not on a lower level, but on a global level. At the time dealing with Bush and those opium fields and that oil, you might as well say drugs is, oil is drugs too. I mean, let's be honest here. And what I'm really trying to say by that is the same way we don't control the actual flow of narcotics to the US, it's the same way that we don't control any flow of oil. Do you see that? These are all natural resources that we really can't control and because we can't control these things, we call them drugs or say that it is illegal. Isn't that correct, Renegade Nation? Do you see where I'm going here? Anything that the government cannot control, they either have to make it illegal or put it overseas or make it to where that you and I cannot afford it. I'm talking about astronomical figures here, not on the average level. You have to understand where I'm going here, Renegade Nation. Oh uh, yes, I'm getting away. <laughs> We're gonna have some fun tonight. Today, wherever you at, Renegade Nation. Again, my name is E.G. the Urban Scholar, baby. And we're here, I'm feeding it to you. We got some good information. Oh, man, we're gonna talk about some things tonight. Today, like I said, yes, yes, yes. Stay tuned. There's much, much more. We're going to talk about the troops. We're going to get into a little bit of Trump because I know you and I both know we're just tired. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go. Turn me up, Linda. to be blunt absolutely we don't sugarcoat shit listen, listen monday through friday 9 a.m to 12 noon pacific standard time you'll hear things you've never heard before renegade talk radio <laughs> the soundtrack of your life and the hits just keep on coming skypilotradio.com oh yeah welcome back welcome back renegade nation i'm your host eg the urban scholar it's one of those days let's go linda oh yeah this we having fun tonight today this evening morning wherever you are thank you for sharing it with me i'm back Woo, i love you <laughs> hey. i see dancing music mike matt let's get up come on let's go
see you. I see you over there dancing, Linda. Music Mike. Yes, man, we're gonna have so much fun this season. You, and you promised me it, and we did it, and we're doing it. Woo! Last season. Again, make sure you still check out <laughs> last season. Season two, it was breathtaking, especially those last two episodes. EG vs. Facebook, part one, part two. Man, you must, must share it, must hear it. Everything is facts, real shit. It really did happen. It really happened, boys and girls, men and women. It really did happen, but we're back. We're not gonna let it stop us, get us down. Oh man, I'm a DJ now, so we having fun. Let's go. Linda, turn that shit up, man. Come on, let's go. Hey. And that's enough because we're gonna have too much fun. We're gonna have. <laughs> oh man, that's right, that's right. Well, well, well. If you're just now tuning in, as you can see, we're having fun in the studio. Oh man. <laughs> I know, right? Somebody bring me a drink because <laughs> we're turning up tonight, man. Oh man. Well, well, well. If you're just now tuning in, we were talking about the troops and what's going on in Afghanistan and how most of the 20,000 international troops now in Afghanistan are focused on training and advising Afghan security forces with a smaller, with taking part in a counterterrorism mission. Yeah, man, 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 man. I just hate, you know, on a side note, we're gonna have some fun today, like I said. I just hate how we all thought it was over, right? <sighs> but, you drop a bomb, and this is what we get. Again, Renegade Nation, on a more serious note, you know the thing that kind of scares me is that this, from where I'm sitting, it's looking like World War III is on the verge. Now, the reason why I say that is because, I'm not even gonna say his name, but that person that died that Trump killed with that bomb. I don't know if people saw the actual funeral. I'm just gonna say that I did. And when I say wow, just at a glance, it had to be at least, what, maybe five, six million people at a funeral. And I heard somebody make a joke that they said if the people didn't come and actually show up, that he would cut their heads off and it was actually mandatory. I don't know, you can inbox me or email me just to see if that was true. I haven't did any research on that, but I think they were basically saying it as a joke. Well, <laughs> Music Mike, where are we going after this? <laughs> well, with that being said, we're gonna talk about Trump. Yeah, you know, we can't have a show without just saying, forget him, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are going to get right into it and Trump campaign steps up X on Sanders. What? Trump campaign steps up X on Sanders. This should be interesting. Well, let's just jump right into it. Well, the campaign is stepping up. Trump's campaign is stepping up. It's X on Bernie Sanders, a reflection of the independent Vermont senator's momentum in the race for Democratic nominations and his sharp criticism of the U.S. military strike against an Iran official. 
that has provoked turmoil in the Middle East. Hmm. For the most of 2019, President Trump's allies braced for an eventual clash with former Vice President Joe Biden, who remains a top contender for the Democratic nomination. But Trump's acts this week underscore how the president's campaign increasingly views Sanders as a potential general election threat. How? What is what is he threatening? How old is he? Who is he threatening? <laughs> well, you know you're doing well when you get attacked in politics. That's right. And the biggest concern in politics is if you don't get any attacks because then you're irrelevant, says a top advisor to Bernie Sanders. We're not even going to say his name because you know with me, I don't like to give you say these names, you give people power that if you did not say their name, they would have no power. I've heard reports in a private room from people that Trump doesn't actually underestimate him. He understands Sanders' appeal to rule America. He understands Sanders' appeal to working class voters. We're going to say his name. What's his name? Kayana. Kayana. I fuck up names, but hey, it is what it is. Well, at a campaign rally in Toledo, Ohio, shouts out to the Midwest, on Thursday night, Trump singled out Sanders for criticizing the strike that resulted in the death of General, I'm not going to say his name, that I won't do. A separate Trump campaign statement warned that Sanders can't be trusted to defend American lives as commander in chief. Both Trump and Sanders have campaigned on the promise to end U.S. involvement in, in military conflicts in the Middle East, but escalating terrorism in Iran have complicated the president's message on the front. Okay, let's take a sidebar here. What the hell was that? What the hell? Are you serious? I mean, let's just call it for what it is, okay? So, I just want to say this. You know, my take on Trump is very different from the norm. You see, I like Trump's message so far as business. Business, ladies and gentlemen. I like Trump's business ethic. He's a mastermind. Brilliant. Brilliant. Warren Buffett even said it. But the main problem is... And we all know, dealing with in the corporate world, let's just call it for what it is. When you state your opinion, everybody's not going to like it or understand it, especially if it has to do with any type of racism. Or you single-handedly single out a Pacific race. Renegade Nation, do you understand where I'm going? Do you understand the way that I am talking to you? Flat out. You see, if he never would have said anything about the Mexicans, anything about the insurgents, anything about, let's just call it for what it is, anything. Can I just give an example real fast before I move on? When Obama took that office, I'm not saying he was the best president. What I am saying, he kept his damn opinion to himself, Renegade Nation. He wasn't trying to build any walls. I mean, let's be honest here. He knew that the situations were already in effect. He knew about the illegal immigrants coming over here, making the money, sending it back, no tax. Hell, this has been going on 
since what? Early 70s? If I am correct, one of those shows that I did before last season. Anyway, with that being said, he never gave his opinion. You know what his opinion was? Okay, opposed to me singling out these different races, let me just give them money and see what they are do with it. And what did we do? <laughs> what did we do with that stimulus package? Do you remember getting that? <laughs> hey, you remember getting that and somebody got a little bit more than you? you was, hey man, how did you get that? <laughs> I'm single and I got this, I don't have any. <laughs> well, well, it was a hell of a fight. Well, moving right along, Trump's allies think Sanders could be formidable candidate in 2020, particular among the white working class voters Democrats have struggled to reach. Ah, man, you know me, man. I gotta just, I love this. I'm gonna keep on getting my side notes in because, wow. <laughs> okay, Renegade Nation, one thing I would like to ask you here. Do you think that so far as the working class, whether above average, middle, lower class, because so far as my opinion, in today's society, you either have it or you don't. That whole middle, that whole middle situation, that middle then actually went down, if you ask me. Because now that middle can't be at the top only because that top, it costs more now to be at the top if you kind of understand what I'm saying. If it wasn't for that recession, I'm not even gonna blame that. Let's just per se, when that recession happened, after that recession, it seemed like money was harder to actually get so far as to get it, people having it. Nowadays, people don't actually have a lot of cash money on them. Did you see the influential change? How people used to carry cash, but now everybody has a card or some type of line of credit. But where's the actual cash, physical money at? Because so far as I think me and the people that are agreeing with me and that follow me, you can have credit, that's cool. But honestly, I like the physical paper more. I can't really give you credit. If my credit score, let's just say, throw it out there, what, 900 something? And somebody might have, what, five, six? and they're trying to get something, I can't just give them 200 points off mines. Do you understand what I'm saying here? But I can give you $200 from me, physical cash. Hey, my points and my opinions is a little bit different than yours. There's nothing wrong with it, but you kinda can relate and feel what I'm really saying. Credit is always good to have. Of course, we all need it. But it's kinda funny, as Americans, I talk to a lot of older people on a daily basis. And they always remind me of the times when credit did not matter. And they said it was a wonderful, glorious time. <laughs> oh man. Well, at the moment, Trump and Sanders are going toe to toe over Iraq. As the Vermont Senator has sought to cast himself as the most anti-war Democrat in the race and leading the administration's decision to take out the Iran general. The debate is particularly far-sighted because both Trump and Sanders have fashioned themselves as skeptics of military involvement. 
Trump has hammered the GOP establishment over the U.S.-led war in Iran, and the Sanders has pummeled Biden over his vote to authorize that military take action. Oh, man. Sanders and Cayenne released new legislation this week to limit Trump's operations on Iran while blasting the lawmakers who voted to authorize a $738 billion military budget that places no restrictions on the president from starting an unauthorized war with Iran. Fuck, I need to take a second on that. (laughs) 738 billion. (laughs) Man, they just opened up a seven. (laughs) What? Man, (laughs) something is wrong with America at this point. I'm gonna be honest here. No far sided, no in the middle. (sighs) Renegade Nation, something is wrong with America. $738 billion military budget. Meanwhile, I can go downtown. How many homeless people do I see? This is just not right at this point. What's the difference between a $400 billion budget and a $600 billion budget? Opposed to $738 billion, it's not billions, billions, there's no restrictions. So that's just a budget. You know, they always go over budget. There we go, going off into that. I'm not even gonna say that because you know where I'm going. I don't even wanna. <laughs> I know music might. And with that being said, we're gonna take a brief, brief break. You know, I get off into it. I gotta find myself sometimes. But we having fun. It's very depressing sometimes, shit. Oh man, 738 billion. Meanwhile, People are dying and just take. I don't even know what to say anymore. Let's go. I'll be back. Let's go. Fuck. Stop Shock Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Get an early start on ammunition to rip that asshole that'll be messing with you later. Well, music might go at the right place. Did I come into the wrong room? Well, I guess it doesn't really matter at this point. You're listening to E.G. the Urban Scholar, baby. Whoa. You know, we almost there. We just got a little bit of traveling left. Let's go, baby. Yes, 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 Music Mike, 
man, always brilliant. I know where we're going. You know, we had to talk about it. There's only one thing we can talk about that's on everybody's mind. Prince William. Prince, good old Princey Prince. You're stepping down? <laughs> Woo! Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> Again, you're listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas. My name is EG the Urban Scholar, season three, part two. Opener, this is my opener. I'm back, I'm back home where I need to be at. Thank you for listening. Oh, the listenership, woo Yes, yes, we love it. Oh man, wow. Music Mike, Linda, wonderful staff. They hold me down so long. Was it three years now? <laughs> I don't know where I would be without you guys, man. I'm telling you. I love you so much. Well, well, well. I promised you all a hellified show. And I hope, and I'm just, wow. I just hope I can bring it to you like I bring it to you. This is, has been a fun, oh man. I just don't know where to go. I'm just so caught up in it now. You know, I have these hiatuses and I realize, man, why I love it so much. Well, moving right along, Prince William breaks silence on, what? Prince William breaks his silence. Yes, he breaks his silence because as we all know, the royal, well, one of the hottest royal families of this era, let me just say that, is planning on its exit. So just getting into the surface of this, I'm gonna get into the story in one second, but I'm just gonna wanna give you a, just a brief summary so you will kind of understand. So it's been brought to my attention that Prince Harry and Meghan, they have a decision, they have decided to step back so far as the, the monarchy and they're gonna step down. Hmm, hmm. You know where I'm going with this. You know what's the real, what the real reason is, right? Hmm, hmm. I know it's a lot. We're going to get into it. This particular segment, stay tuned. I'm just going to, I got to go to the Buckingham Palace and get one of these, one of these lovely correspondents because over the past 48 hours, he knows in the halls of he's going to help you just a little place, bit break it down. It then I'm going to give my opinion. As if Harry, by standing firm, has managed to force his family to listen. There have been reports that over the past few months, he was trying to get a meeting with the Queen to discuss his hopes and ambitions and that he was stopped from doing that. Well, that is not the case now. Now, the Queen reported to have told both Prince Charles and Prince William to talk with Harry's team and get a deal done uh, within days. In many ways, I think that is a victory for uh, Harry and uh, Meghan. Meghan already, Savannah, is back in Canada, we think with baby Archie. So uh, they are absolutely determined. And I think in a sense, what you've seen here is the two sides of Harry, really. Uh, the petulant and, and frankly, uh, guy who frankly throws a tantrum uh, when the story is leaked to a newspaper and puts out this statement because he 
he's so furious. And on the other side, of course, the determined, uh, loyal. Yes, uh, I just wanted you all to just hear, kind of understand what's going on. And let me get into the story, then I'm going to give my whole, my whole spiel. <laughs> so, William 37 seemed to resign to trying to buy out the royal couple as the fallout from their desire to split from the family continue. As I quote, all we can do and all I can do is try to support them and hope that the time comes we're all singing from the same page. I want everyone to play on the team, he said. It's a sharp turn from early reports that the future king and his father, Prince Charles, were incisive with rage. At Harry, who allegedly did not warn his family that the announcement was coming. William, whose wife, Kate Middleton, has been noticeably quiet amidst the controversy, has been heavily involved in trying to appease Harry in the last few days. He will join his brother, father, and grandmother, Queen Elizabeth II, in a person at their estate in Norfolk, England, Monday to find common ground. Marco plans to call in from Vancouver, Canada, where she and eight-month-old son Archie are staying. Ah, Renegade Nation, Renegade Nation, it is time for me to state what I really think. Okay, so now, if you guys understand the actual royal take and how it actually kind of works, okay? So with this being said, what they don't tell you is that his brother, Harry, it doesn't really matter if he leaves and understand when I say that. Let me break it down. You know, I gotta break it down. So because Prince Harry is leaving, even if Prince William actually died, God forbid, and that throne, it will not go to Prince Harry, even if he was still on the monarchy. Do you know why, Renegade Nation? Because he's not the oldest. The oldest sons get to wear that crown, per se. His oldest sons will become prince, not Harry. Or do you understand where I'm kind of going with this? If something happens to one of them, the actual person that is going to take the head and call the shots will not be Prince Harry. It has to be waited out until Prince William sons fall off, then it'll be carried down to Harry. Do you understand that? Okay, so with that being said, what they're not gonna say, but I will say, sex, sex, more sex. This is gonna get interesting right here. I'm, so, there's always scandal. Oh yeah. The feud is, my take on it, <laughs> Epstein, Epstein, Epstein. Epstein, you are a mother. We know anytime you have power, money, and influence in America, or globally, let's just call it for what it is, you receive a certain privilege. 
privilege, period. Not a white privilege, not a black privilege, but a global privilege, if you understand that. When you have the type of money, when you're actually called a royal, I hate to say it, but you can really do whatever the hell that you want. So, you have this guy Epstein, who let's just call it for what it is, is the quote unquote handler, middleman, pimp <laughs> for these people with certain type of influence in the world or with certain type of power or certain types of money. We're going big here. We're talking big right now. This is real big. So only a few people that are going to understand what I'm really talking about. So Epstein, he has that black book. Is it a myth? No, it's true. So basically you got this guy who knows everybody's secrets, which had to be killed. They had to. Let's just call it for what it is. It had to be done. Did you see that rope? Did you see that that little short, um, what was it, documentary that they had, little story that they showed how the rope didn't even match the lacerations on his neck? It looked like he, honestly, it looked like he got his throat slit and they sewed him up and then asphyxiated him, whatever, you know what I mean? They strangled him to make it look a certain way. I'm not no type of doctor or anything like that, but I'm just going off of what it looks like from what I saw. And I'm pretty sure you felt the same way. You saw those strangulation marks. Come on now, just from a glance, as soon as you look at it, he got his neck sliced. I didn't have to go to college or I didn't have to be extremely smart or brilliant to look. And we know, we have seen it, what somebody getting their throat sliced looks like. So with that being said, of course, your royal secrets are gonna get exposed because he's dead now. So you have, you no longer have that protection. And everybody doesn't really know everything that he has on these people. So with that being said, everybody is scared and everybody all of a sudden is stepping down. Wow, what a coincidence. I can't sit up here and just honestly tell you that he was with this or with that, but we all know when people step down, especially whether it be royal politics or any type of major organization, let's just put it like that, when you step down, it has to be a reason. Nine times out of 10, it's always scandal that corrupts that person. Because just like you and I both know, like I said, with money and power, comes a I don't give a attitude. I hate to say it, it is. You feel yourself almost untouchable. But unfortunately, you can be touched if you don't have certain things in order. Prime example, look at the House of Saudi. I love them. Love the House of Saudi. But let's be honest here. I don't know if you saw the documentary a few years ago where that one chic prince came in and kind of flipped things around. Everything that we know and that we see has been going on in the House of Saudi. We all know, but it goes back to the influence, money, and power. Do you understand what I'm saying, Renegade Nation? So with that being said, that one sheik or prince, I forget what you call them actually, but you understand what I'm saying. He came and he turned the house upside down. A lot of people went to jail and a lot of people got killed because he really was trying to clean up all the 
scandals and all the mismanagement of the family. So anytime that you see people stepping down, now they're trying to say they're gonna try to work on some type of negotiations, so I guess they can still have some type of, no. <laughs> Let's just call it for what it is, Renegade Nation. They actually want to still make them some type of royal affiliate. But they're saying, hey, we want to get out of it because there are some things that can get exposed, unfortunately, that we can't control at this point. And like he said, you're my brother. I put my arm around you for so long, but at this point, I can't any longer. Why is that? Last time I checked, brothers just don't say, hey, I'm sorry I have to leave you. Only if they know deep down in their heart what you are part of and what is really going on behind closed doors. Only if they know that they haven't participated with you, but they know about it. And just being around you can get them involved too. But they know, but they're not going to act because you're my brother, so of course not. When it's time to go, it's time to go, Renegade Nation. That's what I'm actually getting out of it. Epstein has something. Everybody knows it's coming out soon. The thing is, what will it be? What will it be? Will it be something that will just damage the royals so bad and so much? You see, his wife doesn't... She just, Anytime you know how the women go, she says it, hey, after so long, you have to agree with it. She knows because he told her. Let's be honest, it's his wife. So with that being said, Renegade Nation, what is your take on this? I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you, Music Mike. Thank you, Linda. Thank you to the listeners. Love you all. I couldn't have did this third season without you. Oh man, I don't know where we're going next. Stay tuned, my name is E.G. the Urban Scholar. I can promise you one thing, I'm not going anywhere. Just stay tuned. I'ma keep you posted, meanwhile, keep me posted. You know those two famous words? I'm so, so famous for, baby. I'm gone. Just keep on coming, skypilotradio.com.